and, and join in with me. I'm going to just pick up towards the end, and, and I think y'all cast, cast adrift. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Hosanna! Highest. Blessed is he who comes. In the name of the Lord. Some of y'all don't seem excited. Come on, come on, let, let, let's go. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, John, the highest. Come on, come on, wait, let's say. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in the heavens. And then it says the city was shook. It was stirred. In other words, something got a hold of them. And the crowds, the crowd was asking, who is this? They said, it is Jesus, the prophet from the Nazareth in Galilee. I stand here to tell you, no, that's not who he is. They were talking of a man who they knew. But if you can join me in Psalm 24. There's going to be a question here. Ask two times. And I'm going to hope we can come to the same conclusion. We are celebrating Palm Sunday. We call it Palm Sunday because of when he went into Jerusalem. They were so excited to see him riding on the count, descending from Mount Olives, as foretold, as Matthew put in Zechariah 9, 9. Behold, your king comes riding on the coat. He comes down off of Mount Olives. He also ascended from Mount Olives. He said he'll come back on Mount Olives. There's something about that Mount Olives y'all don't know anything about. Just go back and read it on your own time. But they got excited when they saw him and they shouted out, here he is. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Those of you following along in your bulletin, if you're looking at your handout, I'll change the title. The title is, who is he? If you can help me now, so you never tell them, who is he? Well, Psalm 24, you with, if you're with me, say amen. amen. If you're not there, say hold on. I'll hold on so you can catch up because we're going to arrive to the same conclusion together. We are celebrating Palm Sunday. Our, they lay down the palms before him. Some texts say how they lay down also their coats before him. Basically, they gave him the red carpet as he was coming in. But yet, this is, these are the same people that said, yelled even louder, crucify him. But we're not there yet. This is just Sunday. But you know some people that are funny one day, act like your friend the next. Here they are yelling out, here he is, our Savior, our Redeemer. Laying down their palms. And then you see the crowd was shook. The city was shook. It was stirred. And he said, who is he? They said, he's Jesus from Nazareth. You don't know? You don't know who he is? If you're not there, say, hold on, Psalm 24. If you're there, say, let's roll. Well, 
Psalm says in the New Living Translation says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. For he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean's depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure and do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence. O God of Jacob, open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord invincible in battle, or the Lord mighty in battle. Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of heaven's armies, the Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Help me announce it to your neighbor. Who is he? He is God the creator. I'm glad you asked that question. He created the heavens and the earth. He set them on the rivers and the seas. Uh, Do you not see it right there in the text? Uh, It kind of makes it out like God made a house out there on the beach on stills. Said he placed it on top of the waters. What he's pointing out here in this psalm, no, as a psalm that led in and they shouted out when they took the Ark of the Covenant, is pointing out that they had other creation stories at the time that how a man, how God's opened up, cut a God in half, and there became waters and there became the sky. But he's saying, no, that's not how God made it. God had to cut no another God and make a heaven. And no, God made it himself. Tell somebody, my God's a bad God. He can make the earth all by himself. He just spoke it into existence. You understand what I'm saying? My God said, jump, everything jump. They didn't ask how high. They just move. He's just that bad. You understand what I'm talking about here? That God is awesome. The earth is his and the fullness there is. Everything that's in there is his. So not only the earth is, he led it to us, but those who even on the earth are his. So we can see the wonders of his creation. And if we think about how great our God is, look at this now, who may be in his presence? Who may climb up the mountain? Who may ascend to the mountain and be with him? Because you know, as they're going up to the mountain, Jerusalem was up on the hill. Zion was up on the hill where David made his kingdom was up on the hill. And that's where he took the Ark of the Covenant. Y'all know the Ark of the Covenant? The Ark of the Covenant was a God made. He put his, his, he he designed it, gave it to Moses, and then he told Moses to put the testament in there. He put the Ten Commandments, the tablets that God writ with his hands inside this place. But this place was more than holding the, the, the Ten Commandments and holding other sacred and holy things to the kingdom of God. But on top of it was the mercy seat. And on top of it represented when they would put the blood on there. It would stand for atonement. It would stand for God would re- not remember the sins of Israel. But also this Ark of a Covenant was not just a symbol of their, of their atonement and their forgiveness, but also when they would fight in battle, they would put the Ark of the Covenant before them. And they put the Ark of the Covenant before them, for they would understand this, that the Lord would fight their battles. Is that good news? 
If that's good news, just tell your neighbor, the Lord will fight my battles. He said, Lo, I will go before you. And he says, the battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. Come on, somebody. You see, he is already letting them know that as I go out before you, if I am for you, who can be against you? Can y'all help me piece it a little bit further? No weapon formed against me, sir. I'm so glad y'all know the word, because all you got to realize that if he's for us, he's before us, who can come against us? And if you do come against us, I'm going to ask you, who is the Lord? And I'm going to say, he's my dad in battle. So you see the ark of the covenant represented so much to them. So when they lost the ark of the covenant, they, they said this, they said this, the Lord has left us. Because his presence was represented by the Ark of the Covenant. But in this New Testament time, that Jesus did die on the cross. Tell your neighbor, he did die. And he did get up from the grave. Tell your neighbor, he did get up. And since he got up, he blessed us with the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. And so no longer do I need an ark of a covenant before me. But I can say he's in me and he's all around me. And so with that, I don't have to look around for I can just simply shout out, God, I know you're my shepherd. I shall not want. You'll lead me in a path of righteousness for God's name's sake. You can see it clearly here that when you know who God is without a shadow of a doubt, you don't got to ask nobody else who he is. You'll be the one doing all the telling. Tell him he's my savior. He's my redeemer. He's my all in all. Do you see here how God is showing us that when they went up to the tabernacle, they went up to the seat of mercy. And when they went up to the ark and they would sometimes take the ark out of the tabernacle and bring it back in like they're marching a king. And they're saying, who is able to go up to the mountain? Those who have clean hands and a pure heart. Who do not lift up their souls to another. It's saying here that if you want to be before the Lord, uh, you need to give up some filthiness. You can't be going around grabbing for money more than you grab for the Lord. You can't be trying to be doing some deceitful games with your hands and say your hands are all clean. You can't be slapping somebody the next day and try to say you love them the next. What we need to be willing to say, Lord, I'm willing to do honest gain. I'm willing to surrender my life to you. I'm willing to do whatever I do. Whether I clean the toilet, whether I sweep the floor, whether I'm a plumber or an executive or a CEO, but Whatever I do, God, I'm going to use my hands to bring you glory. I'm going to use my hands to lift up your name. That's what I'm going to do. And while I'm doing this work, it's not hypocritical. It's not fake because my heart is right. My heart is pure. My heart is made up to give you all that I have. Because the Lord will take your sacrifice but tell you he don't want it. Because you can come with a sacrifice in your hands, but your heart is full of wickedness. He don't want that, that he don't care for. But what the Lord do desire is a broken and a contrite heart that he will not despise. Who can go up to the mountain of the Lord? Those with clean hands and a 
pure heart. Uh, I'm almost done here now. Uh, you can see when your heart is pure, you won't worship nobody else. Uh, when your heart is pure, you don't go against nobody else. When your heart is pure, you try to show love. Uh, you try to show peace. Uh, you try to show mercy because you know how he has forgiven you. You ought to forgive one another. And then you won't be open up to lie. Because you already know the truth sets you free. So you might as well go ahead and tell the truth and stay free. Come on, somebody. And then look what happened. Those who do so will receive a blessing from the Lord. Y'all see that? They'll have a right relationship with the Lord. Righteousness. He will bless them because he is their Savior. Ain't that awesome? Is God your Savior? Somebody always said yes. So to y'all, y'all tell your neighbor, let them know that they don't don't know. Say, he's my Savior. Oh, now y'all talking. All right, all right, all right. Because look, when you see, it's only he who can make you right. It's only he who can set you free. It's only he that can redeem you and make your hands white as snow. And such people worship God. It says, this generation. Are you this generation? Are you this generation? Are you this generation that seeks his face? Are you this generation that lift up holy hands? Are you this generation that has a pure heart? Say, Lord, it is us, O God of Jacob. It is us that will worship you. It is us that will come into your place. That's what it's saying there. So declare you will seek him. And then look now. The psalm shifts. Now they're at the gates. Now they're at the gates. And they're letting them know that our God is a big God. You can't just open half the gate. You can't just crack it for him to slide on. No, no. Open up the gates. Open them up so that he might come in. Oh, lift ye up your ancient gates. The word ancient there implies here eternal gates. We sing a song, open up the floodgates of heaven. Uh, We're saying, God, we want to be in your presence. Uh, We want to be in your eternal glory. He says, so open up your gates so that the king of glory might come in. And and, and cast this here. For those who don't know, they reply back in the song. They reply back, who is uh, the king in glory? And with my mind and imagination, I think this is when they got excited. Uh, He's mighty in battle. (laughs) He, he, He is able. He is able to save. He is invincible. They go back again. Tell them, Open up the gates. Open up your ancient doors. And let the king of glory come in. They, get, they ask him one more time. Who is the king of glory? Look what he says here. He is the king of hosts. He is the king of glory. Host here implies here armies. Tell somebody, my God is my commander in chief. We get excited talking about the president. He's the commander in chief. He's over all the armies. But my God owns all the armies. Come on. My God commands anything and everything. And so when Jesus was riding into Jerusalem, they said, who is he? And they said, he's Jesus of Nazareth. But that's not all who he is. He is the king of glory. He is mighty in battle. 
He is the king of what it says. It said, Jehovah Shabbat, Lord of hosts. Let me drive this home. Jesus is coming in on a, on a donkey, on a colt. And they see, they lay down their palm branches receiving this king. But this king is just not a king. He is the king of glory. Hebrew says that he's an exact representative, an image of God's glory. Glory is a heavy word, doxa. It talks about how his splendor and his radiance is all around him. Glory belongs to the Lord. In this psalm, is pointing out they get excited as they bring the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark represents their God. The Ark represents their atonement. The Ark represents God's mercy. The Ark represents who God is, and he's present with them. Can I bring it home here? Here comes Jesus, who came to take away the sins of the world. Here comes Jesus who came to preach to the poor, to make the lame to walk, the blind to see, and rose the dead from the grave. Here comes Jesus who was truly born of a humble birth in a manger in swaddling clothes because there was no room that he had to be with the, cat, with the cattle and the sheep. Here comes Jesus, not an educated man, but a son of a carpenter who knew how to work the wood. Here comes Jesus, not with Pharisees and Sadducees, but tax collectors and prostitutes and fishermen. Here comes Jesus, the one that say, if I just say the word, your servant shall be healed. Here he comes. He is not just a man from Nazareth and Galilee, but he is the son of God who takes away the sins of the world. He is our redeemer who paid the price on Calvary. Look closely again. He is the Lord of hosts. Can I drop it home? Why? He was in the garden of Gethsemane. The armies came after him. He says, you come after me like I'm a thief. You come after me like as I'm a rioter. You come with clubs and knives at night. Peter comes out and cuts out the ear. He says, Peter, you don't have to worry about that. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. He picked that man's ear up and put it back on and says, do you not know? That my God has angels, legions of angels standing on standby for my beck and call. Why is that, Jesus? Well, you don't know who is who I am. I am the King of hosts. I'm the Lord of hosts. I'm the King of kings, the host of hosts, lords of lords. What does that mean? That means I got everything under my feet. What does that mean? That means I got all power and all authority. What does that mean? That means I'm the king of glory. Do you will you let me in? Because when he comes in, this is what happens. Your world too will shake. It'll be stirred up and shook and saying, Who is this man? And you might be just like Isaiah and say, Who is like the Lord? Who can I compare the Lord to? Who gave God counsel? Who told God where to set the stars at night? Who told God how to set and rise the sun? Who told God why the seasons change? When you get back to you, all you can sit back and say, nobody. 
Because who is like the Lord? Nobody. Who is mighty in battle? The Lord. Who is mighty to save? The Lord. So on this Palm Sunday, I want us to grasp and truly look over our lives and reflect. Is he Lord of my life? Have I opened up my heart all the way to let him rule in me? Have I fully surrendered my life to him and that he is Lord of my life? Because when he's Lord of my life, I don't have to worry about any of my battles because he'll fight them. When he's Lord of my life, I don't worry about who comes against me because I know who's with me. When he's Lord of my life, I'm not worried about any bad reports because I know of a good report. And the good report is he's the king of glory. He's full of everlasting love. His mercy endureth forever. And when they said Hosanna, they said, save now. How many of us are just waiting for God to save us now? Because I'm going I'm to close out with this. We are not, we are not fully, fully complete. But when he comes back. When the king of glory comes back, we'll take off this corruption and put on incorruption. We'll take off this mortality and put on immortality. I like how the writer said, in a twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed and be like him to forever live and never die. And so until the time comes, let us not be a one-day thing. We say he's Hosanna. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But let us say, blessed is he who came in the name of the Lord now. And then we can say it again later. And we can enjoy his splendor. We can enjoy being in his presence. Because there are some people who will say, blessed you come in the name of the Lord, but they won't be in heaven. They will not be in heaven. Because every knee will bow. Every, every tongue will confess that he is Lord. But the choice is for you to do so now. Say, Lord, save us now. So that we can be complete when, he, when the king of glory does come back. And we'll say, who is the king of glory? The Lord God Almighty. Mighty in battle. The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. May we bow our heads. Father, we thank you that you are the King of glory. And we magnify and we worship you. And Father, Lord, we desire to tell other people who you are so they might know that they can be saved, that they can be redeemed, that they do not have to be lost in this dark world. But there is a Lord who is mighty to save, and you can redeem them and call them out of the darkness into your marvelous light. Lord, may we be that voice to let them know that we will shout out, that they will ask, who is the king of glory? And we will shout, Lord God Almighty. He is, he is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Father, have your way. In this place is our prayer. Amen. 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 May we stand and extend the hand of discipleship.